Okay, so just a, uh, a little programming note over the next week, uh, just to give you a little lay of the land. Um, so tomorrow is uh, going to be a Shabbos Hagadol Drasha after uh, Kriya Satayra here in Yeshiva. Um, next Wednesday is going to be a closer Shmuz. I don't know exactly what time, maybe 9.30, Um and the Minig, I used to not give a shmuz on the Friday before the Shabbos Agado Joshua just because it was uh, overkill. But um, the Minig in the last couple of years was that I gave different Ha'aris on the Haggadah. And so that's what we're going to do today a little bit as well. Just some things to uh, uh, perhaps bring into the Seder night so we don't sit there uh, without anything to say. Last year we gave four varts on the Haggadah. This year we're going to give three introductions to the Seder night, to the Haggadah. The first introduction is that there's no other yantif that we do as much hachana, as much preparation as we do for Pesach. It's true that Sukkot uh, we build a sukkah, we buy the Dalad Minim and Shvuas, um, we maybe uh, buy some cheesecake, whatever you do for Shvuas. But Pesach has so much hachana that's involved at every step of the way, whether it's cleaning up, whether it's buying matzahs, preparing the mara, preparing the kara, uh, doing the bedika, doing beer chametz, all to get to the Seder night and having everything just so, there's a tremendous amount of achana that takes place. And the question is, why? Why is it that this yantif is such a, a achana oriented yantif? There's so much that people go, you drive through the streets of, of Queens and Brooklyn and Lakewood, you see people like running to and fro, buying everything under the sun in order to make Yantiv so perfect and doing all types of car cleaning and why is that there's so much hachana that's necessary to be done before the Seder? Where is that from? If it's something, if you see something by Yantiv that is a, a fact then there must be a reason behind it. And I wanted to suggest the following reason, and um, I think there is some validity to it. There's a, a very important Beis HaLevi. The Beis HaLevi writes on the Pasuk, This is the response of the father to his son that's brought in the Torah. The father answers the son, because of this, Hashem did for me, meaning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did all of the Isais and Maisim of Yisrael Mitzrayim, because of this. And the question is, what is Zeh? What is that referring to? It doesn't say in the Pasuk because of something. And Rashi says, Bavur She'akayim Mitzvah Eiluk Gain Pesach Matzomar. You know what this is, Bavur Zeh? HaKadosh Baruch Hu did all of the Nisim of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim just so that right now as we're sitting at the Seder table we should be able to be Mekayim, the Mitzvah of Pesach 
Matzah and Maror. That's the reason for the entire story of Pesach, is so that we should get to this point of being able to sit with our matzahs, with our maror, and bizman the mikdash, with our carbon pesach. That's the reason for everything that happened. This is what you tell a son. So the Beis Halevi says, I don't understand what that means. What, what does that mean? That's so opposite of what the normal way of understanding Seder night is. Normally you understand Seder night that you have matzah and maror as a commemoration of what happened in Egypt. We had a, uh, this is Lachem Aine Matzah, so we eat the matzah representing the, the slavery, or it's the representation of how we fled Bechipaza and the, the dough didn't have a chance to rise. That's why we eat matzah. But the matzah seems to be a way of, it's sort of a prop to be able to understand what happened to us in Egypt. The maror is because our lives were so embittered by the evil Egyptians in Mitzrayim, so we eat maror to remember how tough our life was then. We eat the carbon Pesach because the carbon Pesach symbolizes that we were, on the night of our salvation, we, were, we sat in our homes with the blood on the doorpost. HaKadosh Baruch Hu jumped over the homes. We ate the carbon Pesach in our homes that night before we left Egypt. That's why we eat the carbon Pesach. So... The simple understanding, and I think we all, basically, before the Beis Halevi came around and pointed this out, I think that was the common understanding, and I don't think it was wrong, is that we keep these mitzvahs in order to, as another prop of the Seder. We have a lot of props of the Seder. You're supposed to you know, make it exciting for the kids. This is one of the ways that you actualize what happened in Egypt through these mitzvahs. Rashi doesn't say that. Rashi is explaining the Pasuk that these mitzvahs are actually the purpose of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. The whole story, and this is very hard for us to wrap our heads around because it's a new concept and it sort of seems so, you know, opposite of the way our, our minds are, are trained. But it starts like this. There is a mitzvah in the Torah and the Torah preceded the world of, for some reason that we don't necessarily know, on the night of the 15th of Nisan, we're supposed to eat Pesach Matzomar. That is the given. That's the Aleph. Now, for us to sit in the middle of, uh, of Nisan, just time to eat Pesach Matzomar, wouldn't have, wouldn't, you know, have any time. So what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did was, he created a scenario, a narrative, that we go down to Egypt we're enslaved for many, many hundreds of years, and we have matzahs to eat there, lechem aini. We have terribly bitter lives, and then we go out from all of this with nisim, with niflois, with eser makas. And now we have a little bit of, a, of an explanation of a human understanding of why we're eating matzah, why we're eating maror, why we're eating carbon pesach. But it's not that we're eating it in commemoration of all the experiences that we had in Egypt. We're actually, we had the experiences in Egypt in order to give us a little bit of a reason why we are, why we are eating the matzah. But the matzah is really the, it, it preceded the whole Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The Beis Halevi with this explains a very, strong point that you find many times throughout Sefer Bereshis, 
that the Aves kept the Torah, and the Aves kept specifically Pesach. So many times, the, when did the three angels come to visit Avram Avinu? Pesach Hayah. And when did the, uh, and the night that the, that Yaakov took the brachas from Esav, and he brought him the, the carbon Pesach, and he, Pesach Hayah. It's constantly Pesach, it's always Pesach. When did Oig Melech Abashan come to tell Avram Avinu about, uh, about, uh, the, about light getting taken captive? It was Pesach. Ugais Matzah's Oig's name was Oig because he witnessed Avram Avinu baking matzahs then. What is going on here? How can you have a Pesach before Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? When did the Avis live? Did the Avis live after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? They lived way before Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. How are they baking matzahs, drinking Dalad Kaisas, doing all these mitzvahs when the actual story didn't happen yet? Zakta Beis that's not a question. We don't celebrate, we don't keep the mitzvahs of Pesach, Bavorzeh, we don't keep Pesach Matzomara because we left Egypt. We left Egypt because we have to keep the mitzvah Pesach Matzomara. This gives us a little bit of understanding. So Avram Avinu had the same mitzvah that we do of eating Pesach Matzomara Seder night. He just didn't have the narrative behind it. He didn't need the narrative behind it. It's a new, it's a chiddishtika way of understanding the whole night of Yitzhak And there are many different applications of of what you could do with this base Halevi. But I wanted to say that perhaps that's why we're making so many hachanas, or we should be making so many hachanas in advance of Seder night. You know why? Because look at what HaKadosh Baruch Hu's hachana was for Seder night. The entire Shibud Mitzrayim the entire experience of going down to Egypt, suffering in Egypt, being able to leave B'chipaza and B'nissim, all of that was just a hachana for us to get to the point of Seder night to eat Pesach Matzumar with a little bit of understanding, with an emotional attachment to these mitzvahs. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu did so much hachana to prepare for the Seder night, then we also do hachanah to prepare for the Seder night. That's part of what we do in following the Rabbani Shalom's lead. Everything is hachanah for Seder night. All the Shibud, all of the Nisim, all the Yitzhiya, all it's all just to get to Seder night prepared for eating Pesach Matzumar. Bavor Zeh, Asa Hashem Li, Everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu did, leaving Egypt, B'Tseis Mitzrayim was Bavor Zeh for this night to eat Pesach Matzumar. And if that's true then we also have to do a lot of hachana in advance of the Smlel HaSeder. We have to go and buy matzahs and bake matzahs and, and prepare the marr and grate the marr and be able to prepare Tyre at the Seder and be able to buy our Haggadahs and, and, and do all the things that, are, that go into making a Yantif. And whether you're going to a hotel or you're staying at home, it's irrelevant. There's still so much hachana that you have to do, if not physically, then spiritually, halachically, to sell your chametz, to find all of the all of the minhagim that you have, and to try to be mahadir in those things, wherever you are. There's such an amazing amount of chumras and 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 anhagas and hachanas that are necessary before Seder night arrives in order to arrive at this night with a proper hachana, with a proper preparation 
for the mitzvah's halayla. That's the first introduction to Seder night. Another introduction to Seder night involves a very important minig that many in Klal Yisrael have, and that is for the leader of the Seder to wear a kittel. And there's a story that's told about Rabbi Yitzhak Hutner, the great Rosh Shiva of Chaim Berlin, by his Seder, his Seder was sort of like a, a big shear. All of his Talmidim, all of his big Talmidim were invited to the Seder. They came to the Seder and they were hanging on his every word. And we even have sort of notes that were taken, obviously, after Yantif uh, from this uh, experience of Rav Hutner's Seder. And it was a very malchistika, cheristika Seder. Uh, as you can imagine, Rav Hutner was, uh, you know, a, a, a royal person. And the person that was in charge of pouring the wine for Rav Hutner, the bacher that had that position, that had that job, was a new bacher, a young bacher. It was the first time that he was doing it, and he was understandably very nervous as he was pouring the wine into Rav Hutner's becher. Rav Hutner was wearing his starch-like kittel, and with his beautiful becher, and here was this becher, and he was so nervous. His hands were shaking, and predictably, the wine splattered all over Rav Hutner's white kittel. And Rav Hutner was a, a melech, so everybody in the room were like, you know, the room just stopped. Everybody noticed what was happening, and everything, the whole mood just shifted to, like, terror, because they weren't sure exactly what was going to happen, what Rav Hutner's reaction to this would be. And Rav Hutner had the most beautiful reaction. He looks at his kittel, and he smiles, and he says, a kittel on Seder night without wine stains is like a Yom Kippur machzer without tear stains. You have a Yom Kippur machzer and it doesn't have stains from your tears. It's not a Yom Kippur machzer. And if you have a kittel that made it through Seder night without stains from the wine, from the Arbukaisis, he says, that's not a, that's not a kittel. I wanted to explain that mashal a little bit deeper. And I think we're going to gain a, a great insight into what the, what the kittel is all about and what the night is all about. Yom Kippur is a day that's a very awesome day. It's Yom Nairam. It's the height, the climax of the Yom Nairam is Yom Kippur. And it's a day that we don't say halal, of course, because Sifrei Chaim, Sifrei Mesim, Psuchem Lefonov, the books of life and death are open before the Rabbi Nishim. You can't be happy on Yom Kippur. You have to be scared. You have to be nervous because our entire fate hangs in the balance. As we say in the Sanatekef, miyichye or miyamus, who's going to live this year? Who's not going to live? Who's going to drown? Who's going to be destroyed by fire? Who's going to be rich? Who's going to be poor? Who's going to be normal? Who is going to be confused? It's a year that is a closed book for us. We don't know what will be, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is judging us as we speak. 
And it's very hard to be happy on Yom Kippur, although there's a beauty to Yom Kippur, and there's a kapara that's associated in, in a certain way. Yom Kippur is a happy day, but it's not a day that you can say hallelujah, you could say shira, because everything hangs in the balance. And when you're davening out of your Yom Kippur machzer, you have to cry. If you really are in touch with what's going on and how your entire life is at stake and everything that happens is right here, right now, how can you but not cry? And when the tears fall into the machzer, those are tears that define the greatness of the day. A kittel on Pesach night, on Seder night, is a very similar type of idea. The job of a father on, Yom Kippur, on, on Seder night is one job. There's a very simple job, but a very vital mission that a, a father or the leader of the Seder has as he sits at the Seder, at the head of the table, he has one job. And that is to give over to his child and to the people sitting around the table the Yisaydais Evemunah. That's a very big job. Emunah is something that is so vitally important. If we don't have Emunah, then we really don't have anything as Jews. Jews Jew, the, the Jewish religion is not a religion of, of just minhagim, of just being traditional, of being of eating matzah ball soup, and uh, that's not what that's not what Yiddishkeit is. Yiddishkeit is really all predicated upon emunah and the There is one God in the world. Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world. Hakadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. There's Ashkacha Pratis. Everything that happens is by divine design. All of these are lessons that the Agadah Shal Pesach is supposed to teach us. And the father gives that Messiah over to a child. This is what I heard from my father. My father heard it from his father, who heard it from his father, all the way back till that night of Seder night in Mitzrayim, the Pesach Mitzrayim, until today we have a Messiah Midar Ladar. This is what happened. And you have to believe me. The Chassam Seifer said, that's the reason why you wear a Kittel Seder night. The minute to wear a Kittel Seder night is this. When a father wears a Kittel, it reminds him that I am not going to live forever. I will be buried in this Kittel. This is the Beged Mason. This is like the Tachrichim. I will be buried in a white-like Beged. And... If I die, who's going to give over the Messiah to my children? I have to do this now. I have to do it right now. I can't say, well, maybe, you know, when I get old and gray, you know, then I'll start giving over the Messiah. But right now, let's just have a nice night. Let's just make it a regular yantiv. The Kittel reminds the father that this is what I am here for. My purpose in life is to give over right now the Messiah to my children so that they can someday give it over to their children. And I might not make it so much longer. Rabbi Kivager writes a very, very similar thing. and It's not surprising. Rabbi Kivager was the father-in-law of the Chassam Seifer. 
And so maybe they exchange this idea maybe by a seder. But Rabbi Kivager writes in one of his letters an amazing thing. He says, you have to be, and some Haggadahs even have it in the Hakdama to the Haggadah, they have th- these words of Rabbi Kivager in bold print. Rabbi Kivager writes as follows. He says, on Seder night you have to make sure to keep all the mitzvahs halayla with the proper shirim. You have to eat the matzahs with the right shear, the maru with the right shear, the dalat kaisas. You can't just skimp. And, you know, some people are not medactic on the shirim. On Saturday night, they have a little piece of matzah and they think they're, they're yaitse. They have a little sip of the wine. They think they're yaitse. They eat a little bit of maru and they throw the rest under the table. They think they're, they're yaitse. Kivegri says you have to eat everything with the right shiurim, with the all the hidurim. He says because it's such an amazing mitzvah, and if you don't do it tonight, you're going to have to wait a whole year to do it again. And then Rabbi Kiva gives like a, a blow to the, to the stomach. And he says, yeah, you might have to wait a whole other year. But who says, says Rabbi Kiva who told you that you're going to even have another year to live? Who says you're going to make it till next Seder night? Did, did you get a, you know, a text that you're going to be able to have another Pesach next year? Did somebody give you that heads up that you're going to be able... You don't know. So you have to chop this mitzvah right now properly because it might be your last opportunity to do it. This is, it's very dark. It's not like... It, it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit gloomy, a little depressing, but that's what Rabbi Kivager writes. And this is what the Chassam Sefer says, is the reason for the mitzvah of Kittel on Seder night, because you're supposed to think, I have to do this mitzvah right now. I don't know how much longer I, I will have to live. I don't know how many more Pesachs I'll have. We don't know these things. These are not things that we're privy to. Rabbi Shimon Schwab who was the great Maradasra of the Breuer's Kehillah in Washington Heights. And more than that, he was really a, a, a major leader of, of American Jewry in his time. There's a story that's told about him that his son writes that one Seder night we were sitting by our father's table and we were little kids. And you know, you drink a little wine, you get a little giddy. Sometimes the kids, you know, start misbehaving a little bit, start getting a little antsy at the Seder table. And, you know, we were just having a good time all of a sudden. So my father, he says, gets up and he holds on to the lapels of his kittel. And he says to them, and this is Mamish like echoing the Chassam Sefer, he says, in this kittel I will be buried. I am giving you over Yisaitis that you are supposed to take with you long after I'm gone. It's not a night of giddiness. It's not a night of frivolity. It's not a night of, of Kalos Reich. This is a very serious night. It's joyous. It's yantif, but it's also very serious. The Yisaitis that I'm giving you over are supposed to last you forever. I'm going to be buried in this kittel. I'm giving you over with my lifeblood all of the basics of Amuna of Yadus. Don't take it for granted. Don't assume that there's going to be a next year. And I think that may be what Rav Hutner meant. 
The same way that a Machser of Yom Kippur needs tear stains. If you want to show you know, that you got Yom Kippur, it would be by the tear stains in your Machser. If you want to know that you got Seder night, there would be a passion of the spilling of wine, obviously not deliberately, but the wine on the Kittel shows that there was a, you got it. You were able to give over the Messiah. You were able to passionately have a Seder night and there was, there was something to it. There was something extra. There was a, an understanding that there was a, an event that's taking place here. It wasn't a, a just a perfect, picture perfect. It was, it was alive. The wine splattered on my, on my Kittel. And that shows that I got the point of Yom Kippur and I got the point of Pesach. Pesach is, I have to do this right tonight. I can't squander the opportunity. It's too important tonight. The third Yisai that I wanted to share with you as an introduction to Pesach an introduction to the Seder is that the word Pesach itself means to jump or to leap. Asher Pasach, Hakadosh Baruch Hu leaps over the houses of the of, of the Jews and he spares them. The Hasidim understand that the Lashon of Pesach does not only mean that HaKadosh Baruch Hu leaped, but that a Yid is able on Seder night to jump very high spiritually. It's a night that is not a normal night. Seder night is a very holy night. Look at what happens on Seder night. You have so many mitzvahs that are Harkening back to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Pesach, Matzah, Marar, you have the ability to open the door for Eliyah Navi. Like, who opens the door for Eliyah Navi? During the year, would we ever say, okay, open the door, Eliyah Navi is uh, coming? Who, who knows that? Now, speaking of Rav Schwab, Rav Shimon Schwab was once by the Chavetz Chaim, and Rav Shimon Schwab, and I think his brother, Rav Mardachai Schwab, if I'm not mistaken, they were in the waiting room before you were able to speak to the Chavetz Chaim. There was sort of like a waiting room or a living room that a lot of people were sitting around waiting to get into the Chavetz Chaim. And there were tons of people that were waiting for, to, for a few moments of his time. And Rav Schwab notices that there was like an old man that walks right through the room and he like enters the Chavetz Chaim's door. And then a couple of minutes later, the Chavetz Chaim like escorts him out into, you know, outside into the street in Radin and then comes back into the room. And when it was Rav Schwab's turn, he was a young bacher at the time, when it was Rav Schwab's turn to get into the Chavetz Chaim, he said to the Chavetz Chaim at one point in the conversation, he said, could I ask the Rav like, who that old man was, he sort of just cut the line. You know, we were all sitting here waiting for, for you, and he cut the line, and then you, you escorted him out. Who was that? And the Chavetz Chaim was very surprised. 
Chavetz Chaim said, you saw him? He says, yeah. He says, that was Eliyahu Navi. That's the way the story goes. You have to have special eyes, you know, to see Eliyahu Navi. Rav Schwab obviously had. Rav Schwab and his, he had a few brothers. Rav Meishu Schwab, they were all like Kedashim. They were all literally like angels. And as a Bachar, they were able to see with their own eyes the Eliyahu Navi. Are we able to see Eliyahu Navi? Probably not. But on Seder night, you open the door and you, you know, Eliyahu Navi comes in. Whether you see him, whether you don't see him, it's irrelevant, but we're opening the door for him. Obviously, it's a night that we're on like a very, very high madrega, a very, very high level of spirituality. It's only something that we could do on Pesach. Because Pesach gives us the ability to leap high above our normal limitations of who we are and become somebody that's much higher. We like get upgraded by a tremendous amount on Seder night. It's something, it's a once in a year opportunity. The Hasidish Svarim write that the first two steps of the Seder is Kadesh Urachatz. Now, when you see a Vav, it could have said Kadesh, Rechatz, Yachatz, but there's a Vav over there. Kadesh, Urachatz, that means that the two go together. Kadesh and Urachatz, which is Kiddush and washing your hands, go together. The Hasidic Yisrael write as follows. Normally, we know that the way that we're supposed to do our Vaidus Hashem is Sur Meirah Vasei if somebody wants to be a real tzaddik, what would you advise them? If somebody came to you and said, I really want to be a tzaddik, tell me how to be a tzaddik. Okay. The first step to be a tzaddik is stay away from bad stuff. Stay away from Averis. Don't look at certain things. Don't listen to certain things. Don't speak certain things. Don't go certain places. Once you've accomplished that, once you're like on the straight and narrow as far as what you're not doing, sur meirah, now you're ready, I say to you, now you could be a, you know, a big tzaddik and, a, and, a, and, and dab in a certain way and be a masmid and, and, and give a lot of tzedakah. But if you're just, you know, you're doing a lot of good stuff, but you're still addicted to the bad stuff, that's not the way to do it. Chazal call this taivel, the sheretz biyada. You're going to the mikvah, but you're holding a sheretz in your hand. What good is it? You're, you're going into the mikvah, holding on to a reptile, a tummy creature. So you're, you, you went to all the effort to go to the mikvah. You put the $5 into the, into the, the mikvah you know, machine, into the turnstile. And you're going and why to retire yourself? And you're holding a sheretz. What are you doing? First, you've got to get rid of the sheretz. And then you could go into the mikvah like a mensch. First you have to get rid of the bad, and now you could do good. When one of my daughters was a little girl, so I used to um, brush their teeth at night because I didn't want to take any chances. You know, you tell them, did you brush your teeth? Of course, oh, okay, yeah, I brushed the brush teeth. So after a while, you know, after a couple of dentist visits, you realize that maybe that wasn't pure Emma. So I just started, you know, brushing, you know, I like took their heads and like, and uh and one time, like, I was brushing my daughter's teeth, and, like, something 
like red falls out of her mouth. I thought I was brushing too hard and her tongue fell out. I really did. And I looked on the floor and I see that it was a sucking candy. Meaning, while I was brushing her teeth, she was sucking a candy. And I said, this is a great schmooze. Because this is literally title of the Sharetz Biada. I'm brushing your teeth to try to avoid cavities. And while I'm brushing your teeth, you have, a, you have a sucking candy in your mouth. Like, what's the point? That's the way it is with Yiddishkeit. If you're still addicted to all of your Mishagasin, and we're like, we're doing Averis galore, and we want to be at Tzaddik, first get rid of your Averis. First, deal with your addictions, with your vices, and now you want to be a tzaddik after you've come to terms and you've settled all of the eight Saharas, or to the best of your ability, now you could start being very from. But if you're from and you're at the same time, you know, doing crazy stuff, that's not, that's not the normal way of doing things in Yiddishkeit. Say their night, and this is from Rav Aaron Mikhaidinov, one of the great Hasidic masters. He says, Seder night is different. Seder night, there's Kadesh Uruchatz, which means that you have the ability to first have Kedusha, and then later on, Uruchatz, then wash yourself off from your Tumah. First, there's an opportunity for Kedusha, and then Uruchatz, which means Seder night gives us like a turbocharged ability to be tzaddikim, even before we have the ability to cleanse ourselves from all of our bad stuff. It's an amazing yisayid. Because very often, our vices, our addictions, our yetzaharas are very limiting for us. Every single time that we want to be something really good, really holy, really special... The Yitzhar whispers in our ear, what? What are you talking? You can't. You're not, a, you're, you're, you don't, you're, you're not eligible for, the, for this holiness because look at what you do. Look at who you are. Look at what you did. You're not like one of these special tzaddikim that are like holy. You're not a holy person. You're, you're, you're a regular, you know, sinful person. Look what you're doing. And because of that, you say, Taka, you know, I'm right. I'm not holy. Yom Kippur is a day that we could get holiness again in a very, very severe way, in a very, in a very concentrated way. And Seder night as well. Kadesh, aspire for Kedusha. Take the leap. Jump. Jump as high as you want. Aye, but you're not holy. You're not, you're, you have so many things that you're dirty with, that you're sullied with. Orchatz, we'll take care of that later. That is a problem. But say they're not, we just jump. We take a, this huge leap of faith into the arms of the Rabbi Shalom without any concern for our current level. Our level might be really low, but on say they're not, we're upgraded. We go as high as we can. We don't say, well, I'm sitting at the Seder table like with my, with my kitto, like I'm who knows what. And I know what I'm doing, that may be true. But Seder night, Kaddish. As soon as Seder night comes in, we all have the ability to be very holy Jews. That we're able to, with our own eyes, see Eliyahu Navi. The same eyes that see a lot of other things that are the opposite of Eliyahu Navi. Tonight we have theoretically the ability to use those eyes 
with pure Kedusha. It's a once-in-a-lifetime up. Maybe, maybe Yom Kippur, another day that we wear our kittel. Also, we have this ability to suddenly soar to great heights. We're by Ne'ilah, we're standing mamish by Shari Shamayim Sach. We're talking to the Rabbi Nishlam right in front of the gates. But there, there's a lot of process of tshuva before we get to Yom Kippur. There's Elul and there's Sarasimei Tshuva. There's a lot of Surmeira before we get to the Asei Taif. Pesach, we don't have that month of tshuva. We don't need it. Because we're able, just merely by the fact that we go back to the Leil HaSeder, which is this Laila that's Mishumar, Leil Shimurim. It's a, it's a night that's guarded from Mazikim. Mazikim, including the Eitzaharis, including the, the reminder that the Eitzahara constantly gives us of where we're holding. We're protected. We have a clean bill of health. We could be Mekadesh ourselves with Kedusha, and then Urachatz. We'll worry about the Urachatz later. But first is Kedusha, first is the Asetaiv. We have so many mitzvahs of the night Pesach, Matzah, Marar, Haseba, Dalakaisis, all the mitzvahs Halayla, Halal. And with those mitzvahs, we could be Mekadesh ourselves so purely. I, the Sur Meirah, yeah, Urchatz, we'll, we'll take care of that later. But first, appreciate how high we are this night, how great we are, how elevated. Ramamtan Mikal Lashainas. Once had a Rebbe who said a, a, a very important Vard, I think, that ties in well with this. Normally we make a bracha, and we do on Saturday night also, Shachiyanu. What does that bracha mean? It's a bracha that basically thanks the Rabbi Nishalem for allowing me to be alive today. Like we said before, Kivegar says, who told you that you would be alive? You thought it was a, a given that you are going to make it till Pesach? How, how do you know? So every time we get to like a major yantif or a major event... We thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for allowing us to stay alive because it wasn't a given, it wasn't a layup that we were going to automatically be alive. We were hoping we would make it till Pesach. We were hoping that we were going to make it till this night of the Seder, but there's no guarantees. So we thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to arrive at Seder night, to arrive at Shavuos, to arrive at Sukkot, to arrive at, uh, at Hanukkah, at Purim. These major events that the human being looks forward to so much, you sustained me, you, you kept me alive. You allowed me to arrive at this time. On Seder night, at the end of Magid, we make a, a special ending bracha right before Gal Yisrael. And the Lashon in this bracha is, Vihigiyanu what does that mean? means that the night was brought to me. Not that I was brought to the night, that I was brought to this time. The night was brought to me. What does that mean? The night was brought to me? And the way he explained it so beautifully was that normally we come to the time, we come to a yantif, and we're 
we're on the level to come to the Yantav. Yantav is a normal, it's a normal course of event throughout the calendar, and we came to this, we arrived at Baruch Hashem, I, I made it. Seder night is an altogether different zman. It's such an elevated time that we don't come to the, to the zman. You can't come to Seder night. It's such a, it's such a holy experience, and we're not naturally able to, to, to attain that level of elevation. We can't. We're, we're not, we don't have wings to fly that high. It's impossible. Baruch takes the night and brings it to us. He takes it from Shemayim and he says, listen, it's, it, it's, it's so holy. If I keep it up here, they're not going to be able to rise to this. I'm going to bring down the night to them. This night is going to come to them. And they're going to be able to experience the Kedusha Salayla. This is what Seder night is. Seder night is an opportunity to fly, to attain madregas of Kedusha that really you can't attain throughout the whole year. But it's very important to prepare for it like we started with. If you're just coming in and you're just like, you know, sitting down by the Seder and expecting to expecting to be on these high madregas, you're expecting too much from yourself and you're not preparing properly for it. The way to prepare for Seder night is to think about these things, to come to the Shmuz today, to be able to understand what we're getting into, to read some Haggadahs beforehand. There's a minig, the Grad, the grad and minig that's from Shabbos Haggadah tomorrow, People have the minig to, to read the Haggadah. They read the they read the Haggadah Shol Pesach. The Ramah brings this minig to to um, to uh, to read the uh, to read the Haggadah on on um, starting from Shabbos Haggadah already. It's already a time to be mecha. Now's the time to prepare for Seder night. To take notes, to to prepare, to read some Haggadahs, to have something to say at the Seder to contribute, to be in the proper mindset, not to just fall into Yantif, but to prepare. And when we go home, and you know, and assuming that you're staying home, to, to work, to clean the house, to help your mother do some shopping, to be able to, whatever is necessary to be done, to, to make the proper achanas for the Yantif. The more that you put into Yantif, the more you get out of it. If you just, you know, have everything done for you and you come and sit down by a Seder table and, you know, prepare, it's not going to be Yantif. Yantif is what you put into it. The Achanas of Gashmias, the Achanas of Ruchnias, the more you put in, the more you get out. That's the rule of life. If you do very little investing, investing, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get rewards. It's a risk-reward ratio. You, you, you risk putting yourself out there to do something, to that's how you're going to be rewarded. The reward of Seder night is when you're, you put so much in, you prepared so much and thought about it and you're excited about it and your, your kids are excited about it and you, you do some, somebody, a Talmud of mine just called me yesterday that he, um, you know, he was so excited about Seder, I was jealous of him. He had an opportunity to go to a hotel. He didn't want to go to a hotel. You know, he has a family. He wanted to make Seder night at home. He's going to go to the hotel the last days. But 
and his kids are all excited. He gets props for the Seder, and he dresses up a certain way, and his kids are, you know, they, they, everyone has a different, uh, I don't know, everyone in the Esser Makkah is a different shtick and a different this, and the kids, like, can't wait for Seder night, but they're, they're preparing beforehand. They're not like, okay, now what? Okay, we're at Seder night. What do we do? We have to get the kids excited. You have to think about these things in advance. You have to make a, you know, a lot of achana, a lot of preparation in order to make the Seder geschmack, in order to make it an experience of a lifetime, in order that there should be Kedusha by the Seder, in order that you should give over with the Kittel all of the Seder Sadas that you're prepared to die for. This is what's necessary going into Pesach. A lot of hachanas are necessary, but the payoff is tremendous. If you're able to prepare for Yantif properly and have those starim that are really, really beautiful, informative, educational, geschmack, the children or the people around the Seder or ourselves will be able to go through the entire year with emunah, with strongness, with, with strength, with, with passion about Yiddishkeit. A lot of times if we don't have passion giving over the Haggadah, or if we didn't receive it with passion, it gets very weak, the emunah by us. It's so easy in our day and age to not be excited about Yiddishkeit because there are so many other competing things so many temptations and so many other things to go after and to be involved with. Seder night is the bedrock of passion for Yiddishkeit. And if Seder night is passionate and it's geschmack and there's wine that's spilling on your kittel, that's going to be a great year. Just like a Yom Kippur master that has tears in it, you know that that's going to be a good year. You had a great Yom Kippur. If you have a great Pesach, the Amuna. And the love for Yiddishkeit is going to be there so evidently for yourself, for your family, for your children, for your grandchildren, because you will be so enthusiastic about Yiddishkeit that it's contagious throughout the diaries. There's a, a story that's told about Rabbi Shleim Haiman, the great Rashiv of Tarvadas, who when he was giving um, a shear in Tervedas, one day there was a very big snowstorm. And you know the way it is when there's a snowstorm, you know, everybody, oh, Baruch Hashem, don't have to go to yeshiva. Uh, it's a day off, it's the Yemi de Pagra, everybody, like, you know, is so excited, you get to have snowball fights outside, and, you know. So, out of the big shear of Shalem Haiman, only three Talmidim showed up. Shalem Haiman came to give shear. And there were three of his really core, rock-solid Talmidim that came. One of them happened to be Rebel Yisrael, the Rosh Hashiva of Philadelphia. There were two others. So, if I was giving a shear and there's normally, you know, a hundred guys in the shear and say there's only three, I'd probably just like, first of all, I'd probably spend half the time schmoozing, telling stories, and, you know, and when I do give a shear, I'll just say it like, you know, slowly, I mean, you know, softly and not really be so loud, there's, you know, how many guys are in the room already? Rav Shlema Hyman got up and gave the shear as if there were a thousand guys in the room. And, you know, with Schwitzing, with Bezea, Bereses, and, and one of the Bacher, I don't think it was Rebellia, but a different Bacher, 
like sort of respectfully interrupted Rabbi Shlomo Haiman and said, Rabbi, you know, I'm sure you've noticed there, there's only three of us. It's snowing outside, big storm. There's like, you know, two feet of snow. Nobody was able to come. Three guys came. Don't overexert yourself. There's only three guys in the room. Like, you don't have all, look, look all the chairs are empty. You don't have to scream so the guy in the back row is, is awake. Reb Shlomo Haiman looks at him and says the following, Yisaid. He says, do you think that I'm talking to the three of you? Of course I'm talking to the three of you, but do you think that's all that I'm talking to in this room? He says, I'm talking to your children as well, and to your grandchildren, to your great-grandchildren. I'm talking to you and your Talmidim and your Talmidim's Talmidim. At Saif Kaladiris, I don't see three people, I see thousands of people. Thousands. That's who I'm talking to. The Chassam Seifer had a minig that he would scream the Haggadah. So much so, it's brought in the Minhagi Chassam Seifer that people that were passing in the street outside his home would hear him saying the Haggadah. That's how loud he said. It doesn't give a reason for this minig. But I'm thinking that maybe the Chassam Seifer understood this same vart like Rabbi Shlomo Haiman. When you're looking at your children around the Seder table, you're not just looking at whoever is there. There are generations yet born that are at the Seder table. I don't know who my grandchildren are. I don't know who my great-grandchildren are. But if I could look at my children, not just as being my children but also being the repository for a muna that will stretch through the dairies so that in the year 2050, in the year 2090, in the year 2150, there will still be descendants of mine that will hopefully be sitting around the Seder table giving over that amuna to their children. That's who I'm talking to as well. That's what Seder night is. Seder night is passion to give over the Yisaitis Amuna with all of the Kedusha and all of the Hislavas and all of the excitement that we had the Messiah since, since Pesach Mitzrayim. There's a Kaddish and there's an Urachat. If you're going to be very timid and very, I, I don't know, I, I, who am I to give over the Messiah? Is my Amuna so great? Am I such a big tzaddik that I should be able to be sitting here in a kittel and giving over my amunata? Who am I? That's not Seder night. That, that's nice anivas for today. But Seder night is a night kaddish. Invest yourself fully with kedusha. You don't know how high you are. You don't know how great you are. You don't know who chose you and elevated you amongst all the nations. Have a gaiva to kedusha. Have that pride in who you are and what the Yiddishkeit is and what the Amun and HaKadosh Baruch is and give that over passionately to your children. Bekal Ram. And that lesson, that message will span the dairis from one generation to another. And as we have it till today, we will make sure we are the guarantors, making sure that it will continue to go it's only on Seder night that this could be a common. This is a night that's so holy. That Kedush brings down the Kedusha to us, makes us 
perfect role models to give it over. I, Yetzirah, that's Urchatz. We'll, we'll save that for later. That's a different discussion, not for now. Now let's focus on the job at hand. We have a limited time, a limited window of opportunity to give over to our children on this Seder night, all the Yisraelites and Amuna and by the way, the eating of matzis itself, the Zayar calls matzis mechla d'memnusa. It's the food of emuna, And the Svar Makadashim write that when you eat matzah, it's different than the matzah that you eat on a normal day of the year. You might eat matzahs randomly throughout the year. Seder night, when you eat those matzahs mitzvah, it's a food, it's almost like a spiritual medicine that you take. And when you eat the matzahs and you ingest that kedusha, it cleanses you from all of the averis, all of the impurities that you may have inside of you. All of the questions of amuna that we may be plagued by, if we have the right kavanas on Seder night, a lot of that could be healed. Tadesh and then Uruchatz. The kedusha of the Laila, if we have the right kavanas, the right achanas, we get so purified, and then the Mela, the, the Sumera, falls away. If you have enough Kedusha, you don't even need to worry about the Sumera because it doesn't pass for you to, to do Averis at a certain point. Mitzah Hashem, we should be Zeichet to arrive at the Lela Seder with all of these Hachanas, the introductions that we spoke about today, the Hachana, why we have so many Hachanas because of the Beis HaLevi, why we have the kittel because of the, the, the ability to understand that life is very temporary and we have to chaperain in the living years, and the ability on Pesach to leap much higher than our normal, natural limitations allow us, because this is a night of vigiyana alayla, it's a night of, of, of limitless opportunities to give over Messiah, to feel Kedusha, to be able to see Eliyah, Navi, all of these with, with our own human bodies that are so compromised. But yet, but yet Lela Seder, we're different. We have the ability to have tremendous Kedusha. No matter what Madrega we're on, we can leap much higher than our natural abilities. We're, we have Kedusha, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us that in order so that we can a- be able to maintain Ladar Dar these fundamental yisaydas of Amuna. We should have a tremendous hachana to, to Pesach. In Mitzvah Hashem will have a wonderful Pesach as well.